0: have to watch it uh, for where I saw it It didn't look like a red um, but I uh, have to review it uh, I didn't have the full angle to be able to say hundred uh, percent there were I think a lot of little things um, that uh, maybe shouldn't have gone our way I um, have to review I cannot talk on you know hundred percent like the the handball at the beginning of the game with the header of Jebo and a few others that maybe could have changed the game but, uh, I have to review. I cannot just you know confirm of anything right now. <laughs> All right, Tim beers. I'm Jason, and I'm Gary. We're the uh, Portland Tim Beers. We'll talk a little bit about soccer, beer, pretty much what else whatever else comes to mind.
1: what and that could be anything
0: what's what's on your mind? What are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking a little Elysian's The Great Pumpkin, which is a uh, Imperial Pumpkin Ale.
0: Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Yeah. How, how's it taste? I haven't had any yet.
1: Uh, it's actually pretty fantastic. Nice. Uh, which is surprising, because I'm usually not a big big uh, pumpkin beer fan, but uh, this is pretty good. What? 8.4%. Eight point four percent, and they're bragging that this is the world's first imperial pumpkin ale. I don't know about that. It's just but, like
0: uh, Seattle to brag about something again that uh, really doesn't yeah. matter.
1: Yeah, you just take.
0: God damn it, Shittle. <laughs> just you know what? You brewed a pumpkin beer. Just enjoy it. Life's too short.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And that's um. Uh, That is
1: Jamie Goldberg
0: Wow, that's like pumpkin pie in my mouth Yeah, pretty good Yeah, that's not bad I would do that again
1: Hmm. Not a bad beer Yeah, pretty good for Seattle
0: Well, I got that down to talk about So (laughs) we shot over to the Timbers game uh, Enjoyed the Dallas Timbers shindig Yes And uh, watched the shit show that was of a game yes um you heard geo's comments there
1: pretty lackluster
0: yeah so regarding the reffing so chapman did not have his best game reffing i don't think
1: i'm actually really shocked because chapman usually calls a pretty damn good game um Matter of fact, I don't think I've ever had a problem with Chapman calling a game until last night.
0: Well, in his defense, I mean, ever so slight defense, um, it was a team effort because his lines officials were absolutely jackholes oh, yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, it, that that whole officiating crew just, they, they fucked the... The, the whole thing up.
0: Last yeah, year. it was pretty blown, and uh, and Geo kind of let them know. Be surprised if he doesn't like get some sort <laughs> of uh, monetary fine or misses some time uh, after his comments chasing down the refs oh, after the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, yeah, post game you heard him and he cooled down just a little bit. Yes, but, but that said, uh, horrible ref game. And then, just classic what you'd see from Dallas Douchery. <laughs> <laughs> just chopping down players left and right, not getting calls. About the time they're going to get the call called on them, they flop. And so, yeah. Just,
1: yeah pretty ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Oh, well. So, 0-0, zero, zero, we take a point away. Um,
1: what are your thoughts on that game? Well, uh, I didn't think they were going to lose, <laughs> so I got a prediction right, um, but other than that, it was it uh, it was pretty lackluster. There was there, they just didn't click well on a lot of transition. A lot of the transition balls were slow. Uh, they couldn't get in behind the defense, and I know Dallas was dropping nine guys back on them and, and closing all that up. But they've got to be able to find a way to break teams like that down if they want to be a championship team.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting game because, again, we didn't look fantastic. Um, we didn't look horrible either. Um, but there's just no offensive production. And we've been talking about this for about a month and a half, mm. two months, where Audi was the only guy scoring. And Armentera started scoring a few um, when he wanted the contract and wanted to get paid. Um, but now nobody's scoring.
1: Well, when and... you had Blanco scoring, and you had a couple right. other guys score one or two goals, but every one of those guys has kind of fallen off.
0: Yep. So, interesting stuff. Um, they've got to find some goals from somewhere, and it's time to get going, because they're not breaking anybody down.
1: No, and they've got three games left to uh, try and figure this out, so...
0: And early on, everybody forgets the reason we were scoring a whole bunch of goals were headers off of Mabiala. Remember that? Yep. We were still yeah. weren't scoring goals like good shots. No. That, that Alvis goal from last week was the best-looking goal I've seen all season, if not out of two seasons. Yeah. Um, that was a true shot. Bring it down. Volley's a bam.
1: Well, and, and we got glimpses of that from Milano last night. His one oh, shot had on that one. goal yeah. was... I mean, that that was beautiful. Yeah, it Um, was. And it was a one-touch volley, uh, everything like that. So if we could get more production like that out of him, that'd be wonderful, but who knows?
0: So as the table sits, uh, Dallas is clinched at the top with 54 points. Um, And behind them is Kansas City with 52. And then LAFC is at 50, sitting in third. We're behind them um let's see how many games in hand so we played 31 la's played 30 the rest of those teams have played 30 shit like three weeks ago we were like behind by three games now we're like ahead by one game isn't that crazy it's all those Um, games we just played
1: yeah that that game in hand thing i think comes to bite you in the ass yeah jesus Uh, especially later in the season
0: well and seattle's behind us by two games. or by no, no 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 seattle's behind us by one game too Jesus, the good thing is Salt Lake and us, and we face Salt Lake two times in the next month. Yeah,
1: like almost back. I think it is back to back games, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so we see him this weekend uh, down in Salt Lake or over in Salt Lake, and then the following weekend we've got him here, so for our final home game. And so, anyways, the way the table shapes up: Dallas at fifty-four, Kansas City with fifty-two, LAFC with fifty, Timber Sit loan at four forty-eight. Seattle with 47, Salt Lake at 46, and then really you've got LA Galaxy at 44 that could sneak in. And Vancouver looks like to be a long shot. They're sitting at 40. So really what we're talking about is LA sneaking in and bopping off Salt Lake or potentially Seattle or maybe maybe us. Maybe so,
1: us if we don't get our shit together.
0: Yeah, if we drop all three, we're done.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. End of season, go home. Crying your pillows.
0: So we are sitting better than I thought we were going to. So it, predictions on what's going to happen here? None. What do you think is going to happen at Salt Lake um, next
1: week? You know, that it, it's always a crapshoot, um, especially when you go into an altitude-type stadium like that. Uh, right. It, it could go either way. Um, and the, the sad thing is I'd like to be able to say, hey, on paper, we could beat them, so that's wonderful. We should be able to beat them. But we've shown two times this season, um, especially that I'm aware of, where we should have just clobbered teams on paper, and we got our asses handed to us by both of those teams. Well, Uh, Salt
0: Lake today tied Kansas City, and Kansas City sits in the second spot.
1: Yeah, so... So that's a tough deal,
0: but that said, we tied the number one team, fully loaded. Dallas came in, didn't hold any punches.
1: No, and we held our own, but... It was still lackluster.
0: So all we need to do is pull points. Like, if we can pull one point, one point, one point, we just go. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. So Salt Lake, Kansas City, 1-1. So that's what we face next week. Good thing is uh, the Red Bulls faced Atlanta, and they got their clocks cleaned without uh, Bradbury Wright Phillips.
1: Atlanta did, yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it's beautiful because Atlanta looked unstoppable.
0: They still do. They look impressive, but they just can't. Uh, New York's built
1: to destroy them. True.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. But did you see all the yellow cards in that game? No. Yeah, Chris McCann, yellow card for a handball. Julian Gressel, uh, Tim Parker from the Red Bulls, Michael Parkhurst, Andreas Ivan. I mean, there's like six cards who here. Who was the ref? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know who the official was. I'll have to look that up. Maybe Baldomero, your buddy. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know who it was. So, well, we'll have to see how that shakes out. But so as we move forward, um, I think it's a bunch of people's final games in the Timbers Army as uh, people are moving out into their new reserve seats. Uh, Tim's moving over into uh, 210 210 yeah yeah Ben Laura, and Scott over to 209
1: Wow right so yep. I had the
0: chance to go visit them yesterday. great to see those guys and kind of hang out with them there but they were talking about this idea that I laced last night uh, next year we should sell one of our one of our uh, reserve section games yeah and then go buy Timber's Army tickets and yeah. go sit with each other in the Tims Army and I kind of dig that
1: idea. You definitely have to do it for a big game, though.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because
1: o- otherwise, your reserve seats probably aren't going to sell.
0: Yeah, so it can't be a shitty midweek game like Columbus, where. No. The, so I we've had no problem selling like weekend games, but if it's a midweek game, yeah, lackluster those, thing, those are tough. Not going to happen. So, um, but I mean, who knows if it's priced right? But when your timbers are in a bad form and you have a shitty opponent, yeah. and <laughs> and it's so, a midweek game. Yeah, it's not. Good luck selling them. Not the best there. So, Well, this is a pretty tasty beer. Um, yeah. So during the game, we talked, uh, or I tweeted at Jamie Goldberg about pumpkin beer. Yes. Those yes. listeners from last year remember <laughs> it's been a- we've been going back and forth for a year about getting together and having pumpkin beers. Jamie a loves. full year. Yeah, she loves pumpkin beers, or so she claims. Um, it's unproven at this point, by the way. But, so, I know I've got four, you've got several, and then you bought this bad boy. Uh, and so this is a tasty, tasty little beverage here. It so. is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but we need to call her out again and say, hey, <laughs> at what point are we getting together and going to have a pop, some some pumpkin pops?
1: Well, uh, yeah, and, and those four that I've got sitting in my fridge aren't going to keep forever. Well,
0: and I've got mine too.
1: So they're <laughs> they're going to go bad. Right. Right? So...
0: I'm pulling off that thing. All right. Well, what else we got here? So, um, what'd you have at the game yesterday, beer-wise?
1: You know, I had uh, Frim's um, uh, what the Pilsner.
0: Oh, Pilsner! How was that?
1: It was. It was pretty good beer. Where'd you pull uh, that out
0: of the uh, the du- Double Post? Did you? Okay.
1: Um, and, and surprisingly, I looked at the Double Post selection when I was standing there. Pretty. M- pretty decent uh, as far as options go compared to what i had seen the beginning of the year so i don't know if they had a contract change or or what happened there but their selection actually has gotten a little better
0: yeah i don't know i wasn't overly impressed i went in thinking i was going to grab a stout and i couldn't find a stout
1: yeah i was noticing that too and i don't know if that's just a seasonal issue or or what the deal is but it, it's definitely time to switch over to stouts at the stadium
0: yeah it's um one of those things that i thought i was going to do that instead i ended up snagging an amber Mm -hmm. um which which was okay i mean yeah i mean i had two of them because i bought debbie one and she drank about half of it and then i drank (laughs) uh one and a half which actually worked out well but yeah so i mean uh, I'm moving towards the dark mode, especially as I chase the uh, Black Widow next week. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. and so it's time to darken it up. I want some dark beers over there. What happened to the Caleb Porter? Or
1: yeah, I was yeah. noticing that there was no porters on the list. None. Yeah. So not sure what's going on there.
0: Yeah. So with that, um, you did something to your Marzen. What you what did you do here, Mister?
1: I finally got it bottled. <laughs> it's only been sitting in there a month and a half. Uh, well, yeah, two hospital visits later. Um, yeah.
0: So, what was the final ABV?
1: Did you? Uh... You know, I I took a a gravity reading on it, and um, it looked like it's like one point zero nine something. Uh, final gravity reading on that's supposed to be, I think, one point. Um, one point zero six. Oh. Um. Did you oh, manually you know do what? it, or did you pull
0: it off your tilt? No,
1: I did manually. The tilt's not working right, so I've got to get that thing figured out. But, it, it actually, I misspoke. It actually came out at one. It, it's under where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be at one point zero six something, and it huh. it it came in under, um, under that. Huh. It's 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 low. So it's it's, slow. it's funny that you
0: say that about the tilt. So my tilt's been frozen at one point oh two six for huh. like four days.
1: Well, that could be right, though. I mean, it, yeah, but I don't know.
0: I don't know unless it's stalled out. I still should have a ways to go. I showed that. Forget what I showed on the recipe, but I, sh- yeah. I showed at least another point one dropping. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm not seeing it. It might mean, be stuck. I doubt. I mean, the same thing happened. Oh, bless, bless me. You. Same thing happened last week with the or last month with the Marzen. It stalled out, and that's why it pitched right?
1: Y- yeah, but when you repitched, you actually got movement in your your tilt readings, right?
0: No, not on the tilt. So, like, I think the tilts acting wonky. Eh, my final my gravity day. was good when I measured it by hand. About. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's something... Something
1: with the tilts, just not quite right.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So. I gotta mess with mine,
1: too, until I can get it to act accordingly.
0: So the temperature's dead on on the thing. Like, it matches my uh, electronic control unit yeah. dead on. But, yeah, the specific gravity is just something weird on that. Yeah. So. so I'm gonna dr- dump the yeast tonight yep. um, off the bottom, and then let it more or less just uh, condition all week in that stainless. Yeah, and see what residual, it does. See what it does, but um, hopefully that movement, I don't know if it's up against that little thermal well port I've eh, got. It
1: might be stuck.
0: Right? So, and if it is, then that makes sense. Yeah. How was uh, cleaning your vessel?
1: Oh my god. Thank god I've got stainless steel. Um, <laughs> even then? Even, even then, it took me two eight-gallon fill-ups of taking it to boiling to get all the crust and yuck off of it really um and i had to pull the pull the uh the valves apart and get those good and cleaned out uh yeah it was it was pretty messy
0: did you dump the yeast at all or did you have all that yeah shit i did a lot of no problem. i dumped
1: the yeast luckily i dumped the yeast um can you
0: imagine that yeast cake at the end after it, a month
1: it would have probably solidified the bottom of my <laughs> damn thing, and I would have never got anything out of the bottom. <laughs> uh, but luckily, um, I dumped that, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and it just it dropped right out. It, there was no issues. Huh, good. Um, I've had other beers that I've done where... It was like Play-Doh. Yeah, I've had that too. coming out of there, but didn't have that with this beer at all. Matter of fact, that Marsan had a
0: right like a clay plug that came out of it. Yeah, and then finally it came out like that thick sludge. Yeah, but that first clay plug was like thunk thunk.
1: I've only had one beer do that to me. All the rest of it, it's it's come out pretty loose and, and it had no issues. Yeah, but uh,
0: I've gotten lucky. Crazy stuff there. So. All right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break. We'll finish these up, and then uh, we'll come back. Let's talk a little bit about yeast harvesting. You know, let's do a little bit of clip. I know you and I want to start toying with some yeast harvesting. Yeah, I would
1: love to be able to do it, but I just – I think we both have yeast harvesters for for our fermenters, but um, knowing how to properly do that, I'm clueless.
0: Yeah, so we'll throw that on there, and when we get back, we'll crack up on – Another little small bev here,
2: and listen to that. So we'll be back in a sec. Walk you guys through how I my process of yeast harvesting slash. Washing. All right, so here are the um, mason jars I was talking about. They're Ball brand, one pint mason jars. I got a box of twelve on Amazon for about. 15 bucks, really easy. You can pick them up at Walmart, too. Um, I couldn't find a whole case at Walmart, though. That was the problem. This is the beer that I just racked into a keg, and this is the stuff you're gonna harvest from the bottom of your bucket. Next, you're gonna wanna boil the cans, excuse me, the mason jars. I boil them for about 15 minutes. Um, I'm using six jars here, and I will get, ultimately, down to two. After 15 minutes, you're going to want to take the jars out and you want to fill them with the boiled water. That water is what you're going to be putting into the bucket to um, basically distribute into the cans, excuse me, into the jars. And you can see it's a little hard to do with tongs, so be careful. They are very, very hot. Um, once you get them all out and they're filled with water, you just want to let them cool down um, to room temperature. And again, that water is sanitary, so you know it's still boiling at this point. So you do want to be careful with it. It is very hot and I've burned myself multiple times. Um, and you can see here, I'm actually using an of glove. And if you have one of those, they work fantastic for these. <laughs> so again, boil the bottles for f- the jars for 15 minutes in their own water. Um, and here you can see they are cooling down. The pops of them are gonna, top, are gonna the tops are gonna pop down. Um, so you know there's a good seal on there. You can see not all the jars are completely full. That's all right. So what I'm doing here is I'm taking the um, opening the jars after they've been cooled down and I'm going to dump four of the uh, Four of the jars into the yeast cake there which you can see in that again That's just the yeast cake from the uh, beer that I racked into my keg So I'm going to put four of the jars of water in there Which I'm doing like so Then you're going to stir it up real good um, you know, stir it up for, I don't know, a minute to 30 seconds, and then you're just going to let it sit. Have yourself a beer. Firestone Mokey Jack was awesome. So let, the, uh, let that beer sit, out, sit in there for about 20 minutes to a half an hour. Let it settle out. Um, To get some better separation and you can kind of see what I'm doing there You want to make sure to sanitize everything at this point sanitize the spigot if you're using a carboy Make sure you sanitize anything you're putting into the carboy Uh, Make sure your bottle your jars are uh, Sanitized as well. They should be since they had the boiling water in them there So basically what I'm doing here is I'm just pouring off the yeast cake um, And the trub and the water that was in the bottom of the bottling bucket so, I got it into four jars, I believe I do here. I filled the four jars, um, and then you're going to let it sit, which you're going to see here in a second. Um, you know, like I said, you can get a one-gallon jar, and that might be a lot easier. Just do it, you know, in the one big one and then separate it into the smaller four ones um, once you get the yeast watch. But this is what I had on hand, and this is how I do it. Um, really, it is up to you. Again, you wanna practice sanitary processes here. Um, Have a spray bottle of star sand, which I do have. You can't actually see it in the video, but it is. I'm spraying each of those caps as I put them on. Um, And there's the end of it right there. So you can see all that, I mean, yeast just floating in there, (laughs) it's good to use. So pop the lids on, make sure they're tight. Yep, there I am spraying down the tops of the lids once the Jars are all filled, so you see the four jars there. Um, it's a little hard to do with one hand in front of the camera, so I apologize. <laughs> so we're putting the, the jars are ready to go. And a lot of that is gonna be trub, um, trube left over from the beer. It's not all yeast which I'll show you here in a second. So this is the washing process basically. From here on out you're just separating. Um, I came back to that lid later. I realized it wasn't on straight and I just couldn't do it with one hand. Um, Basically here you're gonna be separating the, there you go, the four jars. Thumbs up, all right. Come back and there they are. And that is the start of the washing process and basically, you're gonna let them sit. I let them sit for about half an hour to an hour and you can already start to see the separation there between the trub and the yeast. The Troube is at the bottom there the yeast. Most of that's still in uh, suspension and it's gonna be for a while. So these are the other two jars that I had with the sanitized water. I dumped them out. Um, this is the second stage in the washing. So I sprayed down a paper towel with um, star sand, put the lids on there. And then you're gonna to wanna to dump the top part of the separated uh, yeast at this point. You wanna leave most of the trube behind as much as you humanly can. Um, I poured a lot into that one just cause I wanted to make sure there wasn't a lot. So you can see the separation there. You wanna get all of the more of the liquid part and leave that white part at the bottom behind because that is the trube since it did separate. And this was after about half an hour. I probably should have let it sat more and it spilled it everywhere which was awesome. So, I do that. I do two jars into one jar. Uh, that's basically how I broke it down, which you can see there. Uh, you want to fill the jars up um, and remember which jars are which afterwards. So, I sprayed down the lids again. Again, sanitary practices, just to make sure everything's clean. I almost screwed that up there. Alright, and the beer in the background is actually the beer that I made with this yeast. And I realized, I did cut it there, but I realized, and you can see the separation there. Um, the beer and then the white stuff on top is the yeast and the more darker tan on the bottom is the leftover trube. Um, so you can see that a lot of yeast in there. Still a lot of trube and I could have done it again, but I didn't bother. And there's the ones that I poured off. And there's after about two hours. So you can see the bear, the yeast is that white level and the lowest level, the tan level is more true. You could again, pour it off again um, and get better results. But I've found this works absolutely fine. And that is yeast washing in a nutshell. You do want to make a yeast starter with this just to be safe, but that is it friends. That's yeast, start, yeast washing 101. If you have any questions, comments, concerns. All
1: right and little, brewing.
0: little uh, yeast harving, harvesting discussion. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: Seems awfully damn hard.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> essentially when I dump the shit out the bottom, right, I should just be able to put it in like a sterilized mason jar or something and then put it in the fridge.
1: But you got to rinse it somehow, right?
0: Well, this guy was saying you don't really have to rinse it because he's just dumping, dumping it back. Um, on his new batch.
1: Well, sure, but here's here's my question on that though. Aren't you getting a bunch of trub along with all that crap? Yeah,
0: that's what I think too. So, so you're
1: not getting just pure yeast. You're getting a bunch of garbage on top of it.
0: Yeah, I, we need to go. We need to go for a road trip. I think we need to go to Hood road River and go trip. to y East and get those guys to kind of walk us through it.
1: Yeah, that'd be kind of cool.
0: Maybe maybe a listener has a connection for us. Maybe. 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 Could be. Well, what are you drinking, dude?
1: Hook us up. Oh, I'm drinking this this funny concoction by Mr. Rogers Brewing. Um, That's
0: actually kind of a good name for a brewery, dude. Mr. Rogers. I don't know why Brewing. I haven't thought of that. I don't know either. It could just be a fucking trolley on the front of the beer. Exactly. <laughs> Land of make believe puppets.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Something about the neighborhood.
0: Yes, absolutely. Could be See? a neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, could be slipper and sweater, fuzzy quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You got to slip into your sweater and your your slippers when you go out to the brew house.
0: All right, you sons of bitches! I'm uh, trademarking <laughs> that. So, Mr. Rogers, right Brewing. here, this date, nine thirty at uh, 2018 at seven forty one. Mr. Rogers Brewery is mine.
1: It is now a thing. Yes, uh, so. we're drinking a Marzen, though. Um, the
0: Marzen with ale yeast.
1: Yes, it, very interesting taste. Holds carbonation extremely, <laughs> extremely well. Yeah, you're good head on it. Um, yeah, good, good flavor to it. Um, yeah, interesting, very interesting, especially since it was done with ale yeast. Yeah,
0: and I think that's part of the p- flavor profile on it. Remember, this is the one I added two different yeast strains,
1: right? So, yep. so you got you had competing yeast strains battling each other. To come up with your play- favorite pl- profiles.
0: So. Yeah, there's not a lot of yeast bite in this at all. No, uh, it's a little no. lighter body, as we were talking about. A little bit. And I kind of wonder if it's just that um, a I'm not comfortable with this. Like the the mash tun that I've got from Tim. Yeah. Does a good job. Does better than brew in the bag, definitely. Sure. But it's still just not hitting my marks as far as efficiency levels go. Still, as efficiency levels. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so, yeah,
1: that's just the way it goes. Well, and and I don't know if it's... You're going to have to take this with a grain of salt. I don't know if it's the mash tun or if it's you. Why? Because you tend to be a little impatient when it comes to some of that stuff. Yeah. And a lot of what I read on efficiencies... Uh, especially with with your uh, your lauder or your um, your finishing of the grains, is it can take a full 60 minutes for that to fully do what it needs to do to pull your residual sugar through
0: well there's a couple things so yes i 100 percent agree <laughs> the other side of it is i'm not truly sparging and doing a full rinse yeah right
1: yeah and, and that's probably another big part of it too. and i'm
0: doing i'm doing a recirculation to set the grain bed right yeah um but but I'm not doing a full sparge to rinse the grains like most do. Yeah, right? you're,
1: you're doing a combo. And, and the combo, in in theory, is supposed to pull more of that residual, residual sugar. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but I think what you're running into, and I'm running into this at my house, and I've got to figure out a solution for it, is we're both running into a point where that grain bed sits up or sets up to a point where there's almost no flow through it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I've gotten some efficiency things from Bruha that, that say that we might need to change some things up as far as how that grain bed gets set. Uh, because if the grain bed sets up too much, like we're experiencing, right. you don't get that residual pull through like you need either because it, the, you're not getting... The water to pull through the grains like they need to. Um, And I'm running into that same issue at my house.
0: Well, they talk about Vorloff, right? I just Googled this out. And Stout Tanks was talking about they've got a new kettle that provides Vorloff, which adds the warm water not over the top, but from from underneath. underneath yeah to soak the grains and pull them down yeah right and that the if you're pushing it over the top right it's setting that grain bed but it's also smashing it down again exactly yeah it's
1: compacting your grain bed
0: right yeah so um i don't know i mean maybe we need to look at that piece of it but um that said what i'm doing i mean clean clean beer oh
1: yeah she's got the perfect color perfect color perfect color
0: decent taste um, uh, just not as strong, which is going to work out for the party. Sure. Um, not as strong as a like a traditional Marzen.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But super drinkable. So. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dangerous. You can
1: sit there and drink that all night, yeah. that, and that could be a problem. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like I said, I think it hit when I told when I said a couple of weeks ago. I think it hit like five five or five seven. Is what yeah, it was at, I so.
1: mean that's a perfect spot for yeah for a party beer.
0: But I think what the original numbers we had, based upon the grain with maximum efficiency, was like seven percent. Oh yeah, you yeah. were going to be in the seven yeah. percent range. So yeah, definitely missed the mark a little bit. But yeah, what the hell? It's still decent tasting beer. So well, be interested it, to taste and, yours.
1: And it's still got a a good, almost full month. Uh, it's got 19 days to condition out. Oh, totally. So that that flavor profile could totally change up.
0: Well, it's just been in there hanging out, so it's kind of doing its thing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. So, um, Bachelor, dude. Did you buy any tickets yet? Nope. So. That, I've bought zero
1: tickets. Uh, what's your hang-up, dude? Well, my hang-up is I got to know what the ticker's going to let me do. Well, didn't uh, doc, the cardiologist clear you? Just because he says I can go ski doesn't mean I can go ski. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like to push the envelope, but sometimes I got to, you know, it back backing it off a little bit.
0: So Bachelor's Ski Extra thing. Yeah. sale where you get the extra day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ends today. Of course it does. So. Yeah. I mean, it may be worth just buying one package. So you've got, what, I think it's three and get the third or get the fourth free or something. Something like that. But I then mean, you've got a yeah. weekend that you can use anywhere between ski season and memorial day yeah right and by then you'll be ready to go
1: well yeah technically i should be ready by christmas right um with the way cardio rehab's going but we we shall see
0: well keep that in your little mind debbie told me to remind you so i was like i'll put it in the podcast so i remember yeah so but bachelor's got again some good deals going one of these expires today by the time I post this, it'll be expired.
1: So, <laughs> so all you <laughs> listeners out there, you're you're missing out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whoops. So um, Halloween's coming up, buddy. Hence yes, the pumpkin it is. beers. Yeah. You got any Halloween movies you like?
1: You're not a big horror movie guy. Yeah. You know that the, uh, they don't really scare me. Well. Um, why? It, it just you know.
0: You got any movies that have ever scared you? Mm.
1: Me think
0: Parano- paranormal activity, dude.
1: No, it didn't. It did nothing for me. I, uh, yeah, mean. I watched it and I was just like, yeah, it's a little creepy. But what about Child's Play uh, with Chucky? Oh, Ch- yeah, Chucky does scare me because we're soccer players, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. I'm one of those guys that dangles my foot over the bed. Yeah, but see, the whole thing is little Chucky gets even close. You just punt him. No, that little son of a bitch will be underneath cu- the bed, he's and he's going to cut my
0: Achilles. Drop oh, it? Oh, yeah.
1: You got another foot. Mm. <laughs> dude, I'm, I think Achilles hurts, and I saw you got that. another foot.
0: That, that freaking hurts, dude. I've thought about that a few times as I, like, dangle the foot over oh, yeah, my... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and then it used, to, we had that Persian Himalayan cat for a while that uh, <laughs> would be under there and he'd shoot out from underneath there and I yeah. was like, dude. Freak you, out. she call you Chucky.
1: Chucky.
0: So, uh, what about like... Jaws op- freaked me out.
1: How did Jaws freak you out? Uh, well, because I love to snorkel and uh, I really don't like the, the thought of something coming up underneath me.
0: Have you seen Open Water?
1: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Jacked <laughs> up movie. Totally jacked up. See, open water. So uh, Jaws screwed with
0: me when I was a kid, right? Because, yeah, me too. Yeah, it was when I was a kid. But, like, I'd be in the deep end of the swimming pool, and I like, and I was a decent swimmer. <laughs> but, like, it's a freaking city pool, and I would be worried that I couldn't see the you, bottom.
1: You, the shark's going to get. You. It was
0: just in the back of my head, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm a decent swimmer, but I'd be like. Instantly freaked out with like, deep I don't water. I not like this
1: because I can't see the bottle.
0: And then open water comes out.
1: <laughs> messed with And that. I've
0: snorkeled in Jamaica. I've snorkeled in, off of Mexico. I've sure. snorkeled in what? Yep. Yeah, every single time. As soon as I saw that movie, I'm like within an arm's toe of the boat.
1: So. Well, the funny thing is, is I've never taken an organized snorkeling trip <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then I saw that movie. And I was like, yeah, fuck no. I'm never <laughs> taking one again. I'll never do it. Ever. Right.
0: You're you're off like diving down to the bottom of the reef and then you look And back then they up, disappear. And they're gone. Yeah. And,
1: and you're screwed because you have no idea where you're at. You don't know which <laughs> way shore is. You're screwed. And then the little reef sharks come underneath you. Yeah. yeah. Dinner time. Yeah. Good times. No, thanks.
0: Yeah, see see those movies are the ones that jack with me. Paran- oh, yeah, Paranormal yeah. activity did too because I've got the little security crammers in the house. <laughs> and I've never really gone back and watched the footage. Watch the
1: nighttime footage. But I'm pretty no. sure that
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some wacky shit that happens in the middle of the night.
1: You should do that just nope. to freak yourself out. Nope.
0: Not gonna happen <laughs> no, I'm done. No more. <laughs> not gonna do it. It just gets deleted from here on out, oh, so...
1: You should do that for, like, Halloween footage.
0: Oh, Jesus, no. Play
1: it out there during the Halloween thing.
0: Just my inside of my house wacky shit footage. Yeah. Jesus. It's
1: like, no, this isn't Halloween footage. This this is what actually takes place in my house <laughs> at night.
0: <laughs> so, as you know, I'm a Halloween guy, so... Oh, big time. Yeah, i ridiculous. Oh. So, um... Yeah, my October first starts with my first thirty day, my thirty one days of movies watching. So yeah, I'll be on it. And I think first up, right off the bat, we're gonna go big with like some sort of a hocus pocus, a Disney movie.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that's an old classic, hocus huh? Hocus pocus. Yeah, I like
0: hocus pocus. Yeah, that's good because that's the only one of the entire season Debbie'll watch with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want have a family movie night. I gotta put it in hocus pocus. <laughs> Like, she won't even watch, like, Nightmare Before Christmas or any of that other, like, Disney what? stuff.
1: Nightmare Before Christmas is a classic. I love it,
0: but she won't watch it. Just not her deal. She doesn't like the animation and, like, all of that stuff, but she likes Hocus Pocus.
1: Huh. Yeah, I don't know
0: what that's about. But, yeah, all sorts of good stuff coming out. So, um, Halloween Day, I watch, uh, again, two or three different Halloween. The original Halloween movies. Oh, yeah. So, have you seen the Rob Zombie Halloween remake? I have not. Oh, that's fucking horrible.
1: Destroyed <laughs> the movie. So, just, just avoid it.
0: Yeah, well, he, he went gory with it. And he tried to explain too much about why Jason turned out to be the way he... Not Jason, but uh, Michael Myers turned out yeah. to be the way he was. Right. And, um... Kind of ruined and, it yeah you don't need that i mean part of the novelty is that it just is right he's he's a whacked kid and he killed his sister yeah um and then he's like just whacked so he's evil and so i don't need the backstory that his mom was a stripper and all this other stuff so <laughs> i mean it makes makes no difference that's like filler dude it's a horror movie come on
1: it is what it is <laughs> yeah
0: i mean jesus what about uh Freddy versus Jason? You ever see that one? No. Really?
1: Never wasted my time with that Who do you crap think wins?
0: Freddy or Jason?
1: You know, I have no idea.
0: It's like Alien versus uh, Predator. Who do you think wins that one? They they're still going. Are they? Alien yeah. versus Predator?
1: Yeah, oh. it's still going. I mean, what the hell? It's cuz it, they're aliens, dude. You got to stop somewhere. Jason versus Jason but, versus but, Freddy. But Jason versus Freddy, I think Freddy probably win that because of well, I don't know, because Jason probably never goes to sleep.
0: You know, the whole premise on that one is that Freddy's pissed off because nobody believes him anymore. Yeah. And so he uses Jason, wakes Jason to go and create hell in this town. So people will start believing in and and Freddy fearing again. again. And then the more people fear and believe in him, the stronger he gets. And yeah. he's able to do what he wants. Yeah. But then uh, Freddy gets jealous of Jason because everybody's like like scared of Jason, right? And so then the two battle it out at the end, and then ultimately they just kill each other. Uh, but the very final scene is Jason walking into Camp Crystal Lake, into the lake, carrying holden, Freddy's, holden, head. Freddy's head. Freddy's head, yeah. It's freaking beautiful. Yeah, Freddy
1: gets his ass kicked. Yeah,
0: well, they're both alive, but well, not yeah. very much.
1: That's what happens, Freddy, when you you try and bring something back. Right, for personal game.
0: <laughs> so now we need to see Pinhead ver- Pinhead versus uh <laughs> dude.
1: That guy is jacked.
0: <laughs> That's like a typical Friday night in Portland, dude. That's like a goth night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: that whole series is just the Hellraiser series. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that one's that one's messes with your brain yeah there's
0: a lot of that stuff that's popping there so
1: phantasm all that fun stuff phantasm
0: yeah you ever seen um fdr american badass no really
1: no never seen it
0: Franklin Delano Roosevelt rocks his wheelchair, and he's got, like, machine guns on the side of it and a oh, rocket blaster. Oh,
1: my God. And he's
0: fighting werewolves because the Nazis are werewolves.
1: What the hell? <laughs>
0: Dude, I'm telling the kids, go watch FDR American Badass. ha uh-huh. FDR son shits in a flower vase. Wow. <laughs> yep. That's
1: taking it to a whole new level.
0: Nope. It, the movie's just going along, and you're like, wow, this movie's jacked. And then all of a sudden that happens, and you're like, this movie is the most jacked <laughs> ever. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you got to see FDR American. We may have to pull
1: that one out. Just for shits and giggles. I
0: can tell you it's not going to be an outside movie. It's going to no. be not safe for neighborhood. Yeah,
1: not safe for neighborhood movie right <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> so, Do not show this to the kids. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I think that's all I
0: got, unless you got anything for the good of the order.
1: That's it. It's all I got.
0: Well, till next week, Tim Beers.
1: Tim Beers.